Good morning, everyone. The sun is finally rising. Pretty soon, though, we will be continuing to complain it's dark outside at this hour as the government seeks to plunge us back into darkness. Temperatures still in the mid-60s here in scenic Pennardville. If anyone doubts that fact is stranger than friction, let's take a look at last night's meetings of the board of school, the Manchester Board of School Committee. In its first meeting at 5 o'clock, it, uh, it got off to a, ten- a contentious start. At-large committee member Rich Gerard challenged the assertion that the board needed to go into non-public session to discuss, quote, the dismissal, promotion, or compensation of any public employee or for matters which, if discussed in public, would likely affect adversely the reputation of any person. The matter to be discussed was a grievance filed by the Manchester Education Association. Gerard said the matter didn't involve any specific employee. In response to a question from Ward 8 committee member Erica Connors, the board's attorney, James O'Shaughnessy, said that it was customary for boards to hear grievances in non-public session and matters involving compensation of teachers whose contracts are negotiated in non-public session. It was also mentioned that the board's agenda materials contained the names of complaining employees. Gerard countered that names could be redacted so that the materials could be released to the public and that the board uh, was neither negotiating a contract nor discussing compensation. He said the discussion uh, the union wanted to have was over how certain terms of the contract were applied Uh, And that was something that should be done in public and that the union wanted to do it in non-public to protect its own reputation, which wasn't a consideration of the right to know law. Gerard's motion to have the meeting in public failed with himself, Mayor Ted Gatzis, Ward 5's Lisa Freeman and Ward 7's Ross Terrio voting in favor. Connors, Ward 9's Arthur Beaudry, Ward 12's Constance Van Houten, Ward 3's Mary George's, Ward 4's Leslie Want and at-large member Nancy Tessier opposed. The member, the remaining five members of the board were absent at the time. Once the meeting came back into public session, the board voted to deny the union's grievance and direct O'Shaughnessy and Superintendent Dr. Bolhan Vargas uh, to see if the union's concerns could be addressed by a side agreement to the contact. At the board's main meeting, uh, main meeting, an unauthorized and illegal release of non-public information regarding personnel matters by Tessier was addressed. Following a lengthy non-public session during its meeting on September 11th, the board voted to authorize Superintendent Vargas to take whatever steps he deemed necessary to address the matters discussed in non-public session. Tessier was just one of three members to oppose the motion. Van Houten and Ward 6's Dan Bergeron were also opposed. Want was absent and did not vote. On September 14th, Tessier addressed an email to Gatsis, Vargas, and the entire board regarding the matter. In the email, she mischaracterized both the actions of the board and the superintendent and, importantly, copied the employees who were the subject of the discussion, violating both their privacy rights under the law and those of Dr. Vargas, who had every expectation his comments would remain confidential uh, under the law. The email caused Beaudry, the board's vice chair, to request an investigation by the district's attorney into Tessier's actions to determine what, if any, and uh, laws or policies were violated and what steps the board could take to correct it. The investigation was transmitted to the board privately with the attorney claiming it was confidential because of attorney client privilege. 
The state's right to know law does not allow matters involving members of an elected body to be shielded from public view, something O'Shaughnessy admitted during the discussion. In between the two meetings, the board held a quote unquote unmeeting with legal counsel or non meeting with legal counsel. That meeting was short lived as Gerard protested that the matters under discussion weren't exempt from the state's right to know law and that if providing the board with legal advice was the objective, then Tessier shouldn't be in the meeting. Back in public session during their regular meeting, Gerard attempted to read from the attorney's letter detailing the multiple infractions of board policy, the city charter, and state law Tessier's breach of confidentiality violated, but was blocked by a point of order called by Terrio regarding whether or not information in the letter could be released without a vote of the board. O'Shaughnessy reiterated the claim of attorney-client privilege and said that while Gerard could summarize the findings, it was up to the board to make the letter public. Gerard's motion to make the letter public failed with himself, Terrio Beaudry, Ward 2's Deb Langton Freeman, and Mayor Gatsis in favor. Connors, Ward 10's John Avard, Ward 11's Kate DeRozier, Van Houten, Ward 1's Sarah Ambrosi, Want, Bergeron, and Tessier, yes, she voted on her own conflict item, opposed. Van Houten's motion to receive and file the matter passed on an identical vote. During the discussion on whether to receive and file, Connors referred to Tessier's actions as a mistake and said that other board members had made similar mistakes and not been held to account. Ambrosi argued that other board members had violated confidentiality in the past and were not sanctioned and that to sanction Tessier would be unfair. Gerard countered that those past failures to correct board members who leaked confidential information were likely the reason such leaking continued and that to fail to address uh, uh, address it would give anyone who wants to release information a free pass to do it. Moreover, said Gerard, since Tessier was on the Charter Commission that wrote the prohibition on releasing confidential information, she should have known it was wrong, stating that failing to address it left the board open to legal challenge by those whose privacy had been compromised. Before the vote to receive and file, Beaudry asked Tessier to explain why she released information she knew was non-public. She refused to comment. In other business, the board accepted an offer from Alderman Large Joe Kelly Lavasser to represent the district free of charge in the small claims case filed by former Superintendent Deborah Livingston, who's seeking to be paid for an appearance at an arbitration hearing following her retirement. The board voted to reimburse her meals and mileage, but not to pay her so-called expert witness fees. Bergeron opposed the motion, accepting Lavasser's offer. Connors, Van Houten, and Tessier abstained. DeRozier's left the meeting following the Tessier vote, therefore did not vote. There was also a kerfuffle over revisions to the board's wellness and nutrition policy, also known as the cupcake policy. Gerard wanted to amend the policy, which had a number of technical revisions, to incorporate changes to state regulations governing, quote, non-compliant bake sales. The motion passed unanimously, but was reconsidered after Beaudry said the state regs should go to committee first. Want complained she didn't want to vote on anything she'd not yet seen. The motion to refer to committee passed with Gerard Gatz's Avard and Freeman opposed. DeRozier had already left the building and did not vote. Finally, after being told that temperatures topped 100 degrees at Central High's third floor, the board voted to rescind a prohibition on teachers using fans in their classrooms. That prohibition passed about seven years ago when then one Ward 1 school board member, Joyce Craig moved to prohibit teachers from running fans or mini fridges in their classrooms to cut electricity use. I guess when you go green, you get steamed. That's news from our own backyard. 
Draw it at large. Hour two is next.